Y'all ready to preach now? Yeah. Let's do it. We've honored everybody. Now let's honor Jesus with the word of God. Now, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to release the title of this message today. And I do so cautiously because every once in a while, and pastor knows what I'm talking about. If you're a preacher, Howard probably knows what I'm talking about. But if you're a preacher, like one of the most important aspects of a message is a title. Are y'all with me? Title of the message. But every once in a while, your title can be so good that you question, can the content measure up to the level of the title? And I'm telling you, this title is amazing. It's, it's really good. It's a good title. And I'm just, I'm hoping that the, the, the meat of the message, Leroy, can measure up to the title. My wife helped me come up with this. And, and here's what it is. It's good because it's a play on words. You're going to like this. Y'all ready for the title? Yeah. Come on. Okay, I'll tell you. It's a typical Christmas. I know you're blown away, right? Yeah. But here's why it's so good. Look, look. Do y'all see the A? So it's atypical Christmas. Oh my gosh, such a good title. I don't know if I can preach this message. <laughs> a typical Christmas. And, and what I want you to see in that title is it's atypical Christmas, right? And, and we know that atypical means uncommon. Bruce, that's clever, isn't it? My wife came up with that. I'm telling you, so, 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 so we're talking about a typical Christmas. We're talking about atypical Christmas because we're talking about a Christmas that was anything but typical. It was so typical and it was so atypical all at the same time. It just blows your mind when you really read the story. Right? I'll never forget whenever uh, uh, this has been over eight years ago, I went in and I really didn't know what atypical meant. Right? I didn't really, never had really been around the the phrase, and I went in, and I was having some weird stuff going on my body, and, and uh, they went in and did a, did a needle biopsy of lymph nodes in my neck, and so they numbed my neck, and then they stuck this needle all over me like I was getting a tattoo, right? And then they did a test on those cells, and they called me, and they said, Colby, the cells that we got from your neck were atypical. And I thought, that's weird. What is atypical? And they said, well, that means that they were uncommon. They were abnormal. They were not normal cells. And so they said, what you want is you want a typical cell. You, you want a cell that is common. It doesn't have any abnormalities, right? And so, so a lot of you in here, you know my story. I was, I was diagnosed with cancer, and, and it was just an incredible miracle from God eight years later. I'm completely and totally cancer-free. Yeah. But I'll, I'll, never, I'll never forget <clears throat> that, 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 Colby, your, your cells are atypical. They're abnormal. Something is messed up about your cells. And, I, and, and so to confirm, like, what kind of, they didn't get enough cells from the needle biopsy. And so they went in and they, they did surgery and they cut one of my, my lymph nodes out. And I'll never forget, I'm like halfway under the gas, you know what I mean? Like, I'm kind of half in, half out. And I'm laying there, and I looked at that doctor, and, and, I, and I said, hey, I want you to know something. The cells that you're going to find are not atypical. He said, no, 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 they already are. And I said, no, no, they're J-typical, bro. bro. <laughs> but I was, like, stoned, you know what I mean? And he said, what? what? He said, so y'all give this guy some more medicine. He needs to go to sleep. But, 
atypical. This is atypical Christmas. It was so common and it was so uncommon. At the same time, it's almost hard to follow the story. There were so many things that were typical about the Christmas story. So many things that were common. But the reason it's such a special story is because there were so many things that were anything but typical. It's those things that make this story only a story that God could write. You know, we tell this story over and over this time of year, and uh, it's such an incredible story. It's a typical story, and it's an atypical story. And so when when I started this message, I was thinking about what does a typical pregnancy and birth look like, right? What, what, is a, what, is, what is a typical uh, pregnancy look like? Because, because this, this story has all the aspects of what a normal, typical pregnancy, birth, child looks like, right? What, what a lot of us who have children have experienced, this story has a lot of those aspects, right? It's a typical story, but it is so atypical. It is so uncommon. It is so abnormal all at the same time. And so I want to talk about some things that happen in a typical pregnancy. And you'll recognize some of these things because if you've, you've been pregnant or had children or uh, you know, got your wife knocked up at any point in time in your life, you will know, you'll know some of these steps. Y'all ready for number one? Step one, every pregnancy starts, well, we're not going to start where it starts <laughs> because this is a typical story. I said it was kind of like yours. I didn't say it was exactly like yours. So we're going to start this story where a lot of our story started, and that's number one with the pregnancy test. Pregnancy test. Who took one? Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Right? I mean, we spent like $400 on pregnancy tests, first kid. Y'all know what I'm talking about? (laughs) Are y'all with me? Pregnancy tests are so weird. It's the only time it's acceptable to pee on something and then show everybody. (laughs) Like, what? Look at it. There it is. Oh, my God. Put that thing away. Did you wash your hands? What is wrong with people? Put a picture of it on social media. That's messed up, right? They keep it. No, it is typical. They keep it. Let's mess. Smell my baby. <laughs> Y'all need to stop. This is stop. This is personal, man. Stop. I'll never forget. Uh, we were pregnant with uh, Zoe or thought we were and Rachel goes to the store and you know you live in LaGrange Texas you're trying to keep things on the down low so you buy like a bunch of kale and stuff to put the pregnancy test under right you know what I'm talking about the same thing you do with your alcohol no I'm just kidding <clears throat> I'm, just, I'm just having fun just having fun. So, so, so you got all kind of vegetables and stuff. We slide it under there. And you go to the checker who you don't know who they are, right? And there's only like three checkers and you know two of them. So you got to go to the one that, that, that there's a checker in there. And, 
And so we, she, Rachel goes to the one that she doesn't know who the person is. And she, you know, you wait in line for a long time. I, I'm sorry. You start talking about grocery store lines, I get emotional. <laughs> right? So we wait in line, and it comes uh, Rachel's turn next to check out, and the cashier pulls the drawer out <laughs> and walks away, and a new cashier walks up. It's Sylvia. <laughs> Sylvia Morrison. Sylvia Morrison, we've already got the kale and everything on the belt, and, and it's all incognito, and, and, and so she goes through, and I'll never, I'll never forget, Sylvia just bloop, bloop, and she gets to the pregnancy test, she doesn't even act weird, and she bloop, and she throws it in the basket, doesn't say a word, handled it with the most class, like, ever, right, and so after we told everybody about it, Rachel asked Sylvia, she was like, so, like, that was so crazy how you didn't even, like, tell anybody you didn't make a face you didn't do anything and she was like did you tell anybody and so he was like I didn't tell anybody and and she said you mean you didn't even tell Leroy and she goes oh no especially not Leroy <laughs> but Sylvia we've never told you that we appreciated your discretion uh but but every pregnancy begins with a pregnancy test right and whenever you look at the Christmas story there was a pregnancy test the angel of God shows up to Mary and he says, Mary, blessed are you among women. There's going to be something in you that's holy. He's going to be the savior of all people. You're going to have a child. And Mary looks at him in verse Luke 134 and she says, how will this be? Mary asked, since I am a virgin. And you know, I, I, I love this part of the story because the test was nothing more than Mary's willingness to trust God. Mary's willingness to trust God. So here we have this totally atypical experience, but when you look at Mary, she is like the epitome of a typical young girl. I mean, as far as we know, there is nothing remarkable about Mary. There is nothing outstanding. There's no crazy achievements. There is nothing uncommon about Mary. She is as common as they come. Just a young virgin girl engaged to be married. And an angel of God shows up to her and says, you're going to have a baby. And the test for her to become pregnant was not, it, it, the test was her willingness to surrender to God's goodness and God's will. God recruits a common girl to accomplish an uncommon task. Look at this, seamlessly weaving the common with the uncommon. You know, I, I really want you to see in this message how God does that, how God comes in with this crazy, supernatural, atypical, uncommon experience and he weaves it with something that could not be any more common. And that's why I love the God that we serve. Because if, if you've made out a God in your mind that you serve that does not interact with the common, 
that does not use the common, then let's read the Christmas story and find out the true character of the God that we serve and the way he wants to interact and deal in the earth today. And that is with typical people, just like you, just like me, just like Mary. See, we know Mary on this side of the story and the world has made her, the church has made her a very atypical figure. But I promise you the day that that angel showed up to Mary and looked her in the face and said, you are going to have a child that's born of God. The Holy Spirit's going to overshadow you and what's born of you is going to be holy. She's looking at him like, do you know who you're talking to? I'm Mary. I'm nobody. I'm a young girl engaged to be married. Do you know what this is going to cost me? The pregnancy test in this story was her willingness to surrender to God. I believe that this Christmas that God wants to make, he wants to continue this tradition. There may be nothing remarkable about you today. But there's something remarkable about what God has placed on the inside of you. I don't know if we really realize what God has placed on the inside of us. Do you think Mary really realized, think she had fully comprehended that God was on the inside of her? I think it's almost impossible to comprehend because we, we view what God's doing in us through our own capabilities. Because if anybody knows who you are, if anybody knows who you are, nobody knows who you are better than you do. And if there's anybody for me who knows how unqualified and how undeserving I am of God ever using me, it's me. And the fact that God says, Colby, there's something on the inside of you and it's holy. It's powerful. It is a force that can change your family. It is a force that can change this church. It is a force that can change the world. And I'm like, yeah, but God, you know who I am. And he's like, this is why this is so much fun. Because I know exactly who you are. And I know exactly who I am. And my specialty is weaving the uncommon with the common to make something supernatural and available to people just like you and me. People sitting here today and you think there's nothing remarkable about me. There's nothing special about me. If you knew where I'd been and knew what I'd done, listen to me, God's not asking you any of that stuff. He's saying, will you be available for me to do what I want to do in the earth today? Amen? He's looking for a yes. Colossians 1.27 says, to them, God has chosen to make known the Gentiles, among the Gentiles, the glorious riches of this mystery, which is Christ in you the hope of glory. Y'all, Jesus is in you. If you are born again, if you've surrendered your life and heart to God, the God of the universe has placed himself on the inside of you and there is nothing that he cannot do through you. Amen? Amen. I feel like I'm talking to a bunch of people that don't believe what I'm saying this morning. Come on, I'm saying the God of the... Jesus Christ in you, the hope of glory, the only hope this world ever has to ever has to see the glory of God rests on the inside of you. What are you going to do with it? Jesus is in you. It starts with a pregnancy test. Every pregnancy. 
Then it starts, number two, this is so good. There's a gender reveal, right? This is, this is one of the most special parts of pregnancy in 2018 is the blessed gender reveal because everyone's really excited to find out what the baby is. Y'all know what I'm talking about? Who's done gender reveals in here? Anybody done gender reveal? We don't go to that church? Okay. We go to the gender reveal church. Y'all read the story about the guy who in Arizona who did the gender reveal a couple years back. He was one of those rednecks that would shoot Tannerite and it explodes and, and the powder goes in the air. And he starts a fire. 75,000 acres, 40 square miles, $8 million of damage. All to say that he was having a boy. $225,000 fine. I mean, ain't no kid worth that. Ain't no kid worth that. I'm just joking. Just kidding. Not until they go to college anyways. Right? The gender reveal. Gender reveals are incredible to me. We didn't have those. Uh, I, I think they, they say the first one that was posted on YouTube was like in 2008. So, so we barely miss the gender reveal thing. I'm sure we would have done it. Somehow we would have been creative and had a fun party and, and, and done all that stuff. But uh, we, we missed it. Back then it was just the, the sonogram. And the lady would say, you're having a boy or a girl and then you were excited the three of you in the room alone we didn't get to have all that fun and so uh y'all go crazy with your gender reveals now people have parties come over to my house and let's find out what the baby is like you could just call (laughs) put it on facebook we're good um so there's there's a gender reveal and there was a gender reveal in this story as well matthew 1 20 through 21 it said, he's talking to Joseph. It says, but after he had considered this, the angel of the Lord, so Joseph finds out Mary is pregnant. And Joseph has a serious problem with Mary being pregnant because he didn't get her pregnant, right? And I think Joseph reacted about the same way any dude in here would have reacted, right? Except he, he is actually pretty classy. He didn't get upset. He didn't beat her. He didn't throw her out and, and, and expose her for, to, to, to be the the huskow that she was, and, and uh, no, instead it says he, he, he was going to put her away quietly so that she wouldn't be disgraced. And the angel of God comes to Joseph and says this. After he considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David. Now, I love it that, that, that an angel is now appearing to Joseph because we know that Mary was, was common. We know there was nothing remarkable about Mary but now you've got the next character in the story who's Joseph we also know that 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 Joseph is is a nobody he has no connections he went to his hometown didn't even have anywhere to stay right he's like hey can I stay here I'm Joseph and they're like we don't know Joseph Joseph is a nobody I mean Joseph he he's he's not well known he has no reputation Joseph is as common a dude as you can find And he says this, Joseph, son of David, don't be afraid to take Mary home as your wife because what is conceived in her is is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son. 
the gender reveal. She will give birth to a son. You say, why, why, why is it significant that Jesus, uh, that, that the angel announces to uh, Joseph that he was going to have a son? What's the significance in, in, in him knowing? Because that was real privileged information because back then they didn't have the sonogram. You know what I'm saying? You couldn't even check. Like, so Joseph finds out that he's having a boy. And, and, and why, why is this such a significant part of the story? Romans 8, 29, and this is why it's such a significant part of the story. It says, for those who God foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brothers and sisters. I love it. God reveals to Joseph that he's having a son, and little does he know that this son is not a normal son. This son is the firstborn among many sons. See, what I'm trying to do this morning is weave you into the Christmas story. Because, because I look out here, and, 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 and I know the way the devil fights it in my mind. I know the lies that he tells me, and, 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 and I'm telling you, if he's telling me my insignificance, if he's telling me how worthless and how useless, and I know that, 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 that the enemy loves to talk to the minds of the children of God and tell them, you are useless. There is nothing that God can do with a piece of, like you. Can I preach this morning? Am I the only one who God talks to that way? Am I? No, let's talk. We're family this morning. Come on, we're up here calling on the name of Jesus. The presence of y'all worship was as good as I've ever had worship. I mean, that's unbelievable. But am I the only one that the enemy lies to and says, talks, makes me feel insignificant? Makes me feel ill-equipped? But here, but here God is telling Joseph, you're going to have a son. And in Romans, we find out that Jesus is not just the son of God. He was the first born among many brothers. That means if I'm born again, that God is not just my God, but that Jesus is my big brother. Are y'all with me? When, when, when there was a gender reveal to Joseph about the son of God, he was not just revealing Joseph's son, he was revealing all the sons that God had planned from the beginning of the earth that would be born through Christ Jesus. Amen. And now you're, you're sitting there thinking, but I'm a girl. Yes, you're a girl. Praise the Lord. And I'm a guy. I'm glad we all know it's a confusing time in 2018. Come on, basic information, basic truths. You might be a female, I am a male. These are important things to know. But when we are born in Christ, when we are born in Christ, we become in the line of our big brother, Jesus Christ. Jesus is your big brother. Whether you are a male or a female, the Bible says you are the brethren of Christ. Jesus was the firstborn child of God, and you are born of God through the firstborn child of God, Jesus Christ. You are made after the pattern of Jesus. 
When God said, how do I want to have a family? He said, I want to have a family that stems after the pattern of my firstborn son. And the cool thing about being a child of God, male or female, see, that's, our, our, our world is so messed up in this male and female thing. The most simple and basic concept the enemy has perverted. And it's been perverted before, long before 2018 and all the issues. People didn't know which bathroom to go to. That's not the problem. You know what's cool about male and female? A lot of stuff's cool about it. But but show us cool. Is, 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 is everybody thinks God is a boy, right? Everybody thinks God is a, 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 a boy, which gives men more authority and power and significance than women. The devil is a liar. Can I take you all the way back to Genesis? Where, 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 where the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit are creating Adam and, and, and God says, let us, God, let us make man in our image. And then it goes on to say that he created them male and female. Because the full expression of God, the full reality of God is not male, it's not female, it's male and female. And when the insanity can stop in the church, when the insanity can stop and the identity crisis can be relieved, I'm telling you, there is going to be a bride of Christ. Check that out. Colby Hill, a man, is also a bride. I am the bride of Christ. Male and female, sons and daughters of the Most High God, come together as one to be the full expression of God in the earth called the church. Hallelujah. That's who you are. So when God said, Joseph, you are going to have a son, he didn't just speak of that son. He saw all the sons and daughter, the children of God that were in Jesus. And we don't have, listen, Jesus is not the big brother that we can never live up to. Y'all know what I'm talking about? Y'all ever have that brother? Hey, well, you should just be more like your brother. That's the way with you, God, isn't it? Come on, Colby, you should just be more like Jesus. WWJD. I know what Jesus would do, but I can't do it. And he's like, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Because he doesn't want us to live up to his big brother. He wants the big brother to live in us and through us. I don't have to be like Jesus. I have Jesus on the inside of me. (laughs) Trying to be like, what would Jesus, I'm so, I'm exhausted, y'all. What would Jesus do? Everything I don't do. It's real easy. So what's the point? How do I do this? Stop doing and allow the real me created in Christ Jesus. The big brother is in me. Amen? I'm just having fun today. God wants to reveal you as his child after the pattern of the firstborn son. You're a child of God, created in Christ 
Jesus. Somebody high five your big brother. Mm. So we got the pregnancy test, the gender reveal. And next, next we got the name reveal. Right? Here's another party we got to go to. Name reveal. Right? Name reveal. How many of y'all know some crazy baby names out there? Crazy. None of my business. You name your baby what you want to. I'll come to your name reveal party, and I'll tell you I like the name. Because you don't care what I think about the name. Right? But I care about my kid's name. Rachel came up to me, first married. See, it's the kind of stuff you need to talk about before you get married. <laughs> We're first married, and she's talking about, oh, whenever I have a baby, it's, it's going to be a girl. And, and I just want to name her Manderly. Manderly? I read it in a book one time. What kind of sick name is Manderly? Manderly? Over my dead body, are we going to name my child Manderly? But she was like, I'm talking big right now. I didn't say it like that then. Mikey, you know what I'm talking about. You don't, you don't. I need support. I need support. I thought we were friends. Let's see how it is. So Manderly's the name. She's like doodling Manderly, talking about Manderly. Look at little Manderly on the second row right there. And I'm like, we're not naming the kid Manderly. It was a point of strife in our marriage. And we were, we were over in Schulenburg one day doing something, and, and, and there was this cat. This little kitten running around kitten and Rachel wanted the cat I didn't want the cat and which I knew how it was going to end but I had to pretend that I was at least some sort of man and and uh and so I'm like we're leaving we're not going to get the cat and and so she's like look I got the perfect name for the cat I said what's the name for the cat you know and she said we should name the cat Manderly I'm like Let's go back and get the cat. (laughs) So we've got a cat named Manderly still to this day. She's like 13 years old, and and she was our firstborn among many brethren. And we love Manderly, and I love Manderly most because she took one for the team. Right? She has the worst name I've ever heard. She has the worst name. People name their kids crazy things. I went and looked up crazy names. Listen, listen to what people, they're going to put these on the screen. Put the first one on the screen. People name their kids crazy stuff. Look at this name. This is a real name. Is it just nothing? Oh, there, that's a real name. That's not a name. That's an alphabet. They say it's called Absidy. Is anybody in here? If, listen, if I'd use your name, I'm so sorry. I really am. I'm sorry. Is there any Absidies in the house? Jesus loves Absidies just like everybody else. That's a, that's a terrible name. Terrible name. What's the next name? We got, look at this. What? These are real registered baby names. Why would you name your kid that? Felony? Felony? Like you're being cool with the PH? 
what is that? What's, give me another name. Kyle, that's for you, baby. <laughs> Brittany Shakira Beyonce. You know, people are messed up with their names. What's the, what's the next name? We have another name? Re- 2016, somebody named their kid Your Highness. I'm not calling your kid that. You can name that if you want to. People need to stop with these names. Names are crazy. You know, it's why I respect my Latino brothers and sisters. Where are all my, my Latinos at? Yeah, okay. I thought we were a diverse church. Thank you. Yeah, okay. That's just why I respect them because, number one, they got the best food. Hands down. We ain't even arguing about it. And number two, y'all, they're not even scared to name their kid Jesus. These people, the white person do that, they are done. Can't name their kid Jesus. There's something special, D-boy, about y'all. You can name your kid Jesus. I respect that. I really do. That's not the way white people are like, Brittany Shakira, Beyonce, get over here. (laughs) In Walmart. (laughs) I'm off track now. Pregnancy test, gender reveal, name reveal. Name reveal. Listen to what the angel tells Joseph. Such a powerful moment in Scripture. I mean, this is such a significant moment in Scripture. Matthew 121, he says, you're going to have a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus. Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. <clears throat> you know, when we say Jesus now, we, we realize that it has significance, right? It has significance. It's powerful. But at, at, at the time that Jesus was named Jesus, it was a, the Greek form of the Hebrew word Joshua, which means Savior. So it was a very, very uh, appropriate name for the Savior. But the problem was back then, everybody wanted their kid to be a Savior. And so Jesus was actually one of the more common names of the time. It would have been a name like John or, or whatever else. What's a common name? You know, Dennis, right? right? Beyonce, Shakira, Brittany. <clears throat> Absidy. So, 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 so this name Jesus would have been <clears throat> a common name yeah. for the time. It would not have shocked anyone. It would not have uh, brought great significance to him. People would not have been, been like, man, here comes Jesus, the Savior. No, it, it was just another name that many people had been called by. God gave his son his atypical son, born of the Spirit of God through a virgin, he gives him a typical name. 
Nobody would know the wiser that Jesus was something special because of his name. But I love his name. And I love how God weaves the common with the uncommon. I love how God takes something that's everyday ordinary and he turns it into something supernatural and extraordinary, something that is going to change the game. And he gives his son the name, just say it, Jesus. 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 Philippians 2, 9. It says, Therefore God exalted Jesus to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name. That at the name of Jesus, somebody say Jesus. Every knee should bow in heaven, on earth, and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God our Father. Jesus, I'm telling you, when we say that name Jesus, something happens in a realm that we cannot see with our natural eyes. When we speak the name Jesus, what once was common becomes uncommon and supernatural powerful things can happen when we release the name that is above every name. We have been given this incredible, wonderful, and beautiful name Jesus when God when the angel spoke it to Joseph for the first time don't you know that heaven was waiting for the release of what the name of the son of God was going to be Jesus Jesus the name that's above every I'm telling you every single time we utter the name Jesus all of heaven stands at attention and all of hell bows the name of Jesus is powerful and it's been given to believers to use amen wow the name reveal I love it the name reveal he doesn't just give us the he doesn't just give Jesus the name he gives us the name John 14 13 it says I will do whatever you ask in my name he's given us this name the authority to use his name this so typical and so atypical it's the name of the son of God and he's given it to his sons and daughters amen Amen. say Jesus. Jesus I like that We can use his name. Do you use his name? I'm not talking about for for cursing or pastor cussing. I'm talking about do you use his name? I mean, we can use his name and worship. I love to just call out his name. Jesus. Jesus, you're wonderful. Jesus, you're holy. Come on, he's given us this name. He revealed that name so that he could so that his sons and daughters would have authority to use that name. So there was a name revealed. And then comes the birth. We read about the birth, and, and, and here's another supernatural event that occurs in the most common of circumstances. In the most common of circumstances. I don't have anything funny to say about the earth. It's one of the most traumatic times in my life about the birth when my wife gave birth, it was, it was a, wow. Wow. Y'all remember? That's unbelievable. 
Zoe looked like E.T. <laughs> they said, your baby's going to be cute. And I'm like, oh, it's so cute. You know what I'm talking about? Gracie came out. She had a, a y'all know what a hemangioma is? Big blood thing on her shoulder. I was just like, well, you want to hold your baby? I was like, no. You got to fix it. I mean, it, it really was. It was a, it, it, they were, uh, it's, it's an incredible time. But there was this birth, this birth in Bethlehem. Luke 2, 6 and 7, it says, While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born. And she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. And she wrapped him in clothes, cloths and placed him in a manger because there was no guest room available for them. Jesus is born in the most common of circumstances. I mean, he is born... I mean, if... if, if if I'm seeing the king of the world, the, the, the ruler of the universe, the God above all other gods, I'm thinking, I'm thinking we, we need to have a special place for this baby to be born. We need to have the finest medical care. But not our Savior. Not our Savior. He's born in the lowest of the lowest the most common of circumstances. And I believe that it's because he wants every single human being to know that I don't care how low you are, how low you've been, that he has been there and he has come to redeem you. Amen? I believe that with all of my heart. That we serve a God who came to identify with the hearts of men. We, we serve a God who came to identify with our humanity. See, I, I love Jesus because he's, he's so like us, but he's not like us. And I think a lot of times we make a mistake with understanding God that, that because he was like us, that he is like us. And man, ever since Jesus was born, has been trying to make Jesus like them because he was kind of like us. But that's not the mission of God. God made Jesus like us so that we would be like him. Not so that he would be like us. We serve a savior that's set apart. Even though he was born in the ghetto, he didn't stay there and neither should you. Even though he was born in the most deplorable circumstances, didn't mean he stayed there and neither should you. He's calling you out of the manger today. He's calling you out of the pig pen today. He's calling you higher to rule and reign with him in this earth. That's what the scripture tells us. The birth. God's not looking for the most typical place, but the most available. Is that you today? I've got to wrap it up and finish up. But I've got two more, and I won't go through them quickly, but I'll, I'll go through them quickly. Number five is there's a birth announcement. There's a birth announcement. You know, it's crazy to me that, that, that God is so proud. He has a son. His son is born in the earth and he is so proud. He's just like us in the fact when we see our child, you hold your child after you, they clean up the kid, 
You're so proud, right? You're just so, they, they don't even do anything. They've done nothing, and you're so proud. They're just like, yeah. and you're like, oh my God, I'm so proud of you. I'm going to tell the world about you. I want everyone to know. And God looks at his son and he's so proud and his son has done nothing yet. He's just been born. He can do nothing. He can't save anybody yet. And God is so proud. And he's like, I need the whole world to know that my son has been born, that the Savior has come. Let me think about who should I tell? Who should I tell? I know what I'll do. I'll tell dignitaries and kings and queens. I'll tell the most important people in the world. I'll tell people that have the most access to other people so the world word will spread quickly. That's what I'll, no, that's not what God did. Instead, God finds shepherds. Y'all, this story is so typical. There was not a more typical person that walked the earth than a shepherd. They were even looked down upon. They were despised. They were rough people. But God looks at them and he says, those are just the people that I want to announce my son to. Those are just the people that I want to announce my most proud moment as creator and God to. Those are just the people. And I look at us and I think, my God, we're just a bunch of shepherds, aren't we? Just a bunch of shepherds just doing our thing, existing. And God says, there's a bunch of people down in LaGrange, Texas, and I would love to do nothing more than announce the greatest thing I ever did in the universe. I would love to announce my son to them. These shepherds just walking along. Shepherds just just, just walking along. And the angel appeared and they said, my God, you've got to get down to Bethlehem and meet my son. The birth announcement. You've got to meet my son. He's beautiful. He's perfect. He's amazing. Go see my son. Oh my gosh, he's calling. Don't you understand this Christmas? He is calling us to him like never before. Why? Because he's doing something new in our lives and in this community like never before. He's calling us to him. He's drawing us to him. And here we are like a bunch of shepherds like, God, what are you talking about? I'm no different than Mary. There's nothing remarkable about me. I'm no different than Joseph. My name carries no clout or influence. I'm no different than a shepherd wandering out in the field, just letting my days pass, same thing, different day, over and over and over. And God's saying, you don't understand. I'm atypical. I don't need you to be atypical. I just need you to be willing to say yes to what I want to do in the earth. God is what's abnormal. God is the abnormal part of this story. God is the supernatural part of this story. God is what makes this story special. And the other thing is a bunch of people that were willing to say yes to what he wanted to do. In this Christmas, God wants nothing more than for us to say yes to him, despite our feelings of inferiority, despite our lack of significance, despite our lack of influence. God says, let me be what makes you significant. Somebody ought to give him a hand clap. And I love in verse Luke 2, 17, it says, when the shepherds had seen him, They spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child. 
And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. The first evangelists were not seminary graduates. They weren't Bible scholars. They were just people who had met Jesus face to face. When they saw that baby, they knew that he was more than a baby. And they couldn't help but go tell every single person they saw about the Savior. That's what this season's all about. Who have you told about the Savior? Who have you shared your salvation experience with? Who have you sat down with and said, let me tell you about the time I met Jesus face to face? And we don't do it because the voice never stops. Here's what I've decided about the voice in your head from Satan. It's never gonna stop. I'm sitting around waiting for it to, 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 for the volume to go down because I'm getting older or more mature or know another Bible verse or heard another sermon or came to church for another year. But the voice just keeps getting louder. So, so the voice in my head is not the problem. It's turning up the volume of what God is doing in my life to be the significant voice that's heard. That's what God's wanting to do. There was a pregnancy test, a gender reveal, a name reveal, a birth, a birth announcement. And the last thing, I won't preach it, but it was a baby dedication. His parents take them, take Jesus to the temple and as they're walking up, I said I wasn't going to preach it. I just want to tell you a story. As they're walking up, mm-hmm. as they're walking up, it's not the high priest that dedicates Jesus. It's not the important people. It's an old man that had a promise from God named Simeon just an old man that loved Jesus. I love this part of the story. And he says, God promised me that I would get to see his Savior. And now I'm holding him in my arms. So now, God, I can come home to heaven with you because your promise has been fulfilled. Just an old man with a promise, dedicates the Savior of the world. I think God's just looking for a bunch of normal old folks that got a promise from him, that got a promise from heaven, that got a promise from the word of God, and they won't let go until they see it come to pass. Where are the people of God at? Where are the people of God that say, I won't be satisfied until what God spoke to me comes to pass. I won't stop until the promise of God is revealed in my life. I won't quit until I hold the Savior like I never have before. My God, I feel like singing a Christmas carol now. Jingle bells, jingle bells. There was so much that was common about this story. And there was so much that was supernatural about this story. Because that's the way God works. 
He wants a bunch of retired people, part-time workers, oil field roughnecks, truck drivers, moving van workers and high school students and preachers and youth helpers and children's volunteers and, and whatever else is in this room to say yes. Uh, there's nothing remarkable about me, but everything is remarkable about you. The only thing I have to offer is a yes. 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 Gosh. Dog. Man. Yes. And now... That's why I love our church. Amen. Just a bunch of common folk. Amen. Man, what could God do with a bunch of common folk? Divorced, and widowed, and educated and uneducated. What could he do? Bunch of common folk in LaGrange, Texas. Who just said, I'm tired of settling for the voice that rings so loud in my head. I think, I think about the battle that Mary must have had when she said, be it unto me according to your word. It reads so fast in the scripture, doesn't it? But she literally saw her life flash before her eyes. She was willing to give up everything just to say, be it unto me. You know, young people, they think she was like 14 years old. Now what are young people waiting to be? 30? How we got to be before we get hot for Jesus? Just a bunch of common folk that say, be it unto me according to your will. And let's watch God weave the uncommon with the common and create another incredible story through my life, my family, your life, your family, through the Remnant Church. Something that people will talk about generations from now. But when that church got down there together and they just said yes to what God wanted to do, the power of God fell. Amen? I'm going to stop preaching. <laughs>